Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Collaborative Voices from Community Networks Aotearoa. Conversations and interviews on all kinds of subjects of interest to the community and voluntary sector. Listen up for Collaborative Voices from Wellington Access Radio. Welcome to Collaborative Voices. I'm Ros Rice and I work for Community Networks Aotearoa and I'd like my guests to introduce themselves. Kia ora, I'm Kira, um, Kira O'Callaghan, and I also work at Community Networks Aotearoa. Kia ora, my name is Patrick Davies, and I too work at this fabulous place. <laughs> so you've got the staff from Community Networks Aotearoa here, and this is our New Year programme because we're going to be talking about what's been in the past mm-hmm. and what we're looking at as an organisation to do into the future. 2022. Yes. But before we go there, um, which of you, I'm going to point at Patrick, would you like to tell our listeners who and what we are? Sure. So Community Networks Aotearoa, it's kind of there in the name. We are an organisation that's not for profit and we are like an umbrella. If you think of a a rainstorm and there's a lovely umbrella, we gather people under our umbrella and we join together because we have common goals and issues and challenges and resources. All of our members are networks, hence community networks, Aotearoa. And so they are groups of organisations and different kinds of individuals ranging in the volunteer community and social services sector. And they also might be a community house or a community hub. They might be a national organisation such as Neighbourhood Support New Zealand. And they might just be a small rural entity. And we all get together because we have things in common, hence our community. So we cover all of Aotearoa, all over the place, even right out to the Chatham Islands. So that's who we are, Community Networks Aotearoa. Fantastic. Anything to add to that? I think Paddy did that pretty well. I think he did it well. (laughs) So just looking back a little bit, let's look back to what we were going to do in 2021 and one of the things we were going to do was conference so Kiara what happened to our conference uh what happened to our conference probably what happened to a lot of I would say big events that were meant to be take place in 2021 and we decided to postpone it till the end of February 2022 2022 yeah fingers crossed Mm. um partly because I guess the main one of the main parts of it was going to be like these collaborative events where people could really network and talk to each other and as much as we would have been able to do it online it was always going to be better face to face so that's what happened so what are we going to do if we still can't do it face to face in february 22 this this is one of those fabulous moments where in the last year we've all become a little bit more technical savvy (laughs) so one of the good things is pretty much in this world everybody knows now how to zoom So we're going to use Zoom, but we're going to get just a wee bit more than that because we have a couple of apps that we're going to be using if we go to a virtual conference where we're going to have a very collaborative feel. So you'll be able to join in our conference and move from a virtual table 
to a different virtual table to a different virtual table to have different discussions on different topics just like you would if you were actually here in Wellington. Now it sounds kind of complex and it probably is <laughs> but one of the lovely things is we uh, will be able to give you information on how to easily do that so that wherever you are if we have a conference online you can join us. Which actually brings me to the point that anybody can come to our conference. Mm. You don't have to be a network. You don't have to be working in the community and voluntary sector. You can be anybody. And if you think there's going to be interesting things at this conference that you'd like to hear about or uh, you'd like to hear speakers talking about, you can register for it. And the way you would do that is, are we able? Are they able to register now? Absolutely. <laughs> you tell them how they do certainly. it. Certainly. Um, if you go to communitynetworks.org.nz on your computer, you'll hit our fabulous new website. It looks stunning. <laughs> and you'll be able to easily find the conference page, which will give you details of the program, details of who's talking, because we've already got them all lined up and ready to go. There's some really great speakers. And you'll be able to go to a registration page and see how much it costs. You'll be able to pay on that page and sign up for next year's, or this year's fabulous event. Yes, this year's, it's just in a short time. Um, So I hope you're listening to this, Tony, because... uh, um, Karma, which is the National Organisation for Community Access Radio Stations, is one of our fabulous networking memberships. So our, um, our fabulous technician, Tony, he should be there. He absolutely <laughs> should. <laughs> anyway, um, what else happened in 2021? I guess the biggest thing that I can think of was working on our huge Bigger Than Ben Hur online training platform for governance. So, Kira, do you want to talk a little bit about what this platform is and, you know, just stuff about it and why it's it's going to be launched at our conference? Yeah, so it's going to be launched at our conference um, in February this year. And it's basically a 10-module online platform for governance in community organisations. Community organisations basically being any non-government organisation, so kind of applicable to anyone anyone in any genre of Mm. community organisation. So ranging from starting with things like treaty partnership to um, following kind of the necessary legislation and laws that are necessary for non-government organisations to what roles there should be to um, policy making and everything like that. So kind of like a crash course in governing a non-government organisation. And we were hoping to launch it when we were going to have our conference, but now we've decided that we'll launch it when we are going to have our conference. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about how the kind of work that we've been doing to get this set up, Patty? Sure. Uh, one of the things we've noticed is that who doesn't know somebody on a committee? Who doesn't know somebody who's not on a board somewhere for a preschool, for a sports, for drama? We realised that uh, there was a lot of people out there giving amazing volunteer mahi to different kinds of organisations. And so we wanted to provide them a really good idea of governance. And so what that means is making sure the organisation is heading forward into the future, abiding by the laws and um, the structures and policies and AGMs and meetings and getting all those things that those volunteer organisations tend to do correct and right and make sure that they are supported. So we've made this course 
We've put videos in it that are instructional. We've got little <laughs> tests that, that um, are quite humorous and we'll just sort of say, hey, what do you think about this situation? If you were on a committee, how might you approach this? And then there's some really easy um, options that you might want to choose from and then you get to know whether you're right or wrong. So it's very interactive. It's very conversational. It's very accessible. It's talking to you as though you're going to talk with somebody over a kitchen table. So it's not one of those mm. courses where you must know the very big words and what they mean <laughs> and how much law you should know at all. No, it's just like someone going, hey, I don't know really much about what a treasurer does. And someone going, well, here's what a treasurer does. Here's the definition. Here's the things they've got to know about. And here's the things that are required by law. Make sure that you're all nice and legal that they have to do each year if they are in a corporate society or a trust or a registered charity. And what's the difference between them? And it just nice and easily lays it out in front of you. You can go, oh, right. Okay, cool. That sounds, I've got that now. Yep, and I'll just say that um, the videos in each module, except for the first one, have all been written and directed by Patrick, who's sitting right here. Patty's just talked to you. (laughs) And they are all kind of going to make you smile. They're very quirky, and they are more on the light touch and a little bit of humour, because the whole idea of this whole governance course is that it's not a big pressure, that it's fun and mm. that you enjoy it. And just so you know, if you halfway, you come home from work, because most people on boards are out there working, not all of them, but a lot are, come home from work, start a module, someone knocks on the door, you can stop the module, go away, have a cup of tea, yeah, and come back to the module when you're ready. And the best thing, there's quite a few good things about this training course, but the best thing is if you get right through and you manage to pass an assessment set of questions, we're hoping that we will be able to provide you with a micro-credential to prove what you've learned. And what this is a is, micro-credential? Well, it's a, it's a qualification, Patrick, you know this. Um, <laughs> but the thing is that in our sector, so many of us have skills. Lots of us have skills. But when you go out there into the big wide world, maybe looking for another job or something like that, and they say, what are your skills? They then say, prove it. And how can you prove the kind of skills that you pick up working in a not-for-profit? Now you do our course you, we're hoping, we're waiting for NZQA um, to approve it, but once that's all through, we're hoping that we'll be able to offer you a micro-credential for the work you do. So we want you to uh, be acknowledged for knowing and doing this work. So it's going to be launched um, soon, but if you want to keep, have sort of a, a an, an early look or an early opportunity or... Uh, you just want to know where we're at with it, you can go on to our website, which is www.communitynetworksaotearoa.org.nz and um, you can go on to our website and go to the Courses tab, click on Tick for Governance, and you will find a page that tells you all the modules that we've put into this course and an opportunity to put your email. And if you put your email in there, you'll start getting weekly updates from Kira. What do you put in your updates, Kira? So it's basically just a sneak peek of mm. all the 10 modules that we have in the Tick for Governance course. So yeah, you'll get to look at some behind the scenes things, some shots from the videos, and a little more detail about each of the modules that we have in the course. And as well as that, um, uh, 
if we can get the course ready to go before the main launch, we might soft launch it to those people who've put their emails in. Mm. So if you're interested in this, go and stick your email into the page on our website. So it's going to be a course for everybody, anybody. It's a universal course. So it seemed appropriate to go to some music. So <laughs> <laughs> that's called a fabulous segue, Patty. Um, <gasps> oh no. isn't, isn't that one of those things you ride? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is what I have to put up with in the <laughs> office, folk. If you're just wondering why I come to um, Community Access Radio uh, grinning all the time, it's because I've got such funny stuff. Anyway... Um, the segue is to the music, and we've got Coldplay and BTS collaboration, My Universe.
we're back. I've, I have to admit that I have a little bit of a soft spot for BTS. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Ross. You just told us. Really? No. <laughs> oh, you've never guessed no, it. Not, not to mention uh, K dramas. <laughs> They're all giggling because I'm obsessive about them. Anyway, um, we're talking now about just taking a look at what we're going to be doing next year. So perhaps as a bit of an intro, one of you want to talk about what we're finding with banking issues. Yeah, so the main thing about banking is that there's like a lot of different issues that come into the way that community organisations interact with um, banking services. The main one that we've noticed and heard from our members is that in the kind of push to modernise banking and bring it online, there's a lot of people have been left behind. So that plays into kind of digital divide things about certain communities um, being isolated from banking services and as well as that there's a lot of difficulty in the kind of um, actions that non-government organisations particularly non-for-profits have to take um, when it comes to banking and kind of a lack of knowledge by staff or the banking systems that make really simple things quite difficult so that was kind of we were hearing a lot of complaints from our members and so we kind of decided to collate those complaints and take some action on that. Absolutely one of the things is that our organisation is standing up for the little people in this kind of way. Because if you are a small community organisation and you're having difficulties with your bank, who else can do that? Yeah, yeah. especially if you're in rural in a rural area. Mm. Um, and we obviously have seen lots of bank branches close a huge percentage in the last couple of years. So that just makes everything even more difficult as well. Not to mention the issue of the phasing out of checks, which is... Um, you know, I mean, we were told that only 6% of people are actually using cash anymore, but um, by the Reserve Bank told us that. But phasing out checks is a way a lot of people, especially people who are in isolated areas, pay for things, especially if you don't have a good internet connection. And then there's the issue of poverty, of course. If you're extremely living in extreme poverty, the chance of you having um, a, your own computer or even be able to buy data on your phone cuts you out from being able to um, do easy online banking. And that's if you can afford a phone that has the internet. That's right, and that's if the internet's there. So another big issue that's coming through from um, online banking is how banks are, oh, just not online, but just banking issues, is how banks are interpreting the <laughs> legislation for money laundering. Now, uh, how that affects a lot of NGOs we've found is how do you ch how you change your signatories after your AGMs or setting up new accounts. The rigmarole that people have to go through is unbelievable, and it's not only us that's talking about this. Um, our membership is right behind us in this as well, and several of our um, northern members, uh, community Waikato, community Waitakere. NCAD in the North Shore, uh, Taupo Council of Social Services and Social Link in Tauranga, they've all come in behind us and we're going to do a research, we're going to do research on all the things that are um, occurring to people through banks' behaviour and interpretation of the Act on Money Laundering and we are going to take this to another level because it's affecting so many of you. Um, as well as that, uh, there are organisations external to us who are also looking at that. And we've just had a meeting with Charity Services who said, 
it is totally and big time on their radar, and uh, they are interested in talking with us in the new, you know in the new part of this year when we get into this. We've also uh, do you want to talk about the form that we sent out to everybody, Patty? Sure. One of the things is to be able to go to banks, to be able to go to the banking ombudsman as well as other organisations and and not confront, let's not use the word confront, let's just discuss these <laughs> issues that we're having as we've been gathering anecdotal evidence of what's been happening for organisations around the country. So we sent out a newsletter to our members and remember their networks. So they sent that onto their people and their organisations and other networks and we've been getting screeds of incoming emails with, I'm having difficulty with this, they won't let me do that. Why can't I do this anymore? So we are collating a nice big thick book of what's wrong with this kind of issue and we'll be able to from that boil that down into six to nine, hopefully not too many salient points uh. that we can say Here's, here is evidence of how it's not working and also we can begin to go, well, what do we need to help make it work to help these organisations have a better interaction with their banks? And Kira, um, if people want to get that template that they can fill in and to send to us, you don't have to be part of an NGO, you might just be listening to this uh, broadcast. Um, how do they get hold of us? Uh, they can just email me at comms at communitynetworks.org.nz and I'll send it through. Yep, so that's comms at communitynetworksaotearoa.org.nz. And um, Kira will be collating some of that stuff. Now, if so, you are sitting, sitting, resting and relaxing and you aren't near a pad and a pen, do remember you can go to our website and see our contact details there too. Yeah. So you don't have to put down your wine for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying that because it's a beautiful sunny day today and he wants to be sitting outside drinking wine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do a big project on banking issues, um, everything from banks that are refusing to accept cash to um, the uh, inability to open accounts or change signatories and everything in between. So keep an eye on us for that one and it's going to be a big collaborative project with a lot of organisations joining in because everyone is getting sick of this. Um, Let's talk a bit about the Incorporated Societies Bill, which we aren't quite sure at this point in time where it's at. But when the Incorporated Societies Bill gets passed, and it may be passed by now, um, there are things in there that we went to the select committee and said wouldn't be a good thing. So um, they haven't taken any notice of a lot of those things in what we've seen. So we're going to be reviewing this year the Incorporated Societies Bill or New Incorporated Societies Act. We'll be reviewing that this year. And um, we're hoping to work with another organisation that we uh, are aligned with, which is the Australasian Society of Association Executives. We'll just call it AUSAE for short. Um, to look at the things that we might want to advocate for um, amendments to it. Can you, I'm just off the top of my head here, I don't have bits of paper, but um, to tell you what sort of amendments we'll be looking at. But if you're not happy with everything that's come um, to pass in that bill, uh, let us know what you, you think should be changed because we'll be looking at that to see if there's anything we can do.
Following on from that membership engagement, Patrick, it's all you. Sure. One of the things that we did last year was we realised that more and more of our members who are joining have a wide variety and diverse effects within their own communities. And so we got together and went, right, we need to get better acquainted with our membership. So we commissioned a research project. And through the top of this year, uh, that research topic... uh, yeah, that research gave us a great insights to the kinds of members that we have and what we need to do to step up our game with interacting with them. So I've taken on the role of, of a membership engagement officer. And what that means is we're going to be looking at ways to find to collaborate between our members, collaborate with our members, finding ways of uh, making cohorts. And if you think about people who are interested in issue A, we can get them from all around the country to come together to talk about issue A and how we might collaborate on work that will make that a better thing for both the organisations and for that issue. And we might then have a different issue and find different members from around Aotearoa and bring them together. We'll also find ways to share resources. So rather than reinventing wheels or finding that we're hitting similar problems, we can find a way for our organisations to say, hey, we are finding this problem. Anybody else? And then I can get those people together again to share resources, to work on that issue, and to come to really good conclusions. So COVID-willing folk, you're going to be seeing Paddy at your front door next year yeah. <laughs> uh, because he's going to be travelling around, meeting you all personally, talking to you, finding out about you, and I think you'll really enjoy Paddy's visits. So the, if you... the only thing you really need to know is it's milk and two sugars. <laughs> Uh, and your lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, our last subject before we have to go is we just wanted to briefly talk about the sector. So we've got two minutes to talk about the sector, Kira. Okay. <laughs> wow, yep, that's all we need. Um, so I guess we'll start with what the last two years has probably revealed about the community sector that everyone who wo- has ever worked in it already knows, which is that it's a huge backbone of society and that's even more evident when it comes to crises like COVID-19 and inequality. So we have, if you want to know some really shocking and amazing statistics about the community sector, you should do our Tick for Governance course because it's got some amazing facts about how much the community sector contributes to the economy as well as just service delivery, which include kind of a bigger contribution to GDP than agriculture, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's it's you know, it's not it's not minimal. <laughs> We're the third biggest sector in the country. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you got some more facts and figures there, Patty? I, I do. One of the even just between our um, just under sixty memberships, we contribute more than twenty nine million per annum. And we also provide the combined experience of 1,141 years when you look at everybody ah. who's got knowledge. And that's just talking about our membership. That's just our membership. So we want to say before we leave, <laughs> and we're about to be cut off, so we'll go really quickly that this is an amazing sector and it is truly our mm. honour to be working with and for everybody out there. Don't forget how to get hold of us go to our website, communitynetworksaotearoa.org.nz. Thank you, Kira. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you very much. That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.